Hey, what is happening, everyone? Welcome to the Lifting Ugly Podcast. Today, today's podcast, a couple of different things. One, it will last as long as my battery holds up because I forgot to bring my charging cord with me. So, you know, as long as I have power, we will be rolling. And number two, I will be flying solo again for the duration because, um, you know, despite how glamorous our lives may look while we're here doing this oh-so-productive podcast, you know, the, the riches and the fame that it appears as though we have, you know, we have to work for those things. So it's not all just, you know, we can't just go out and, and not have to worry about anything. We still got to go to work. So Alki is busy this week. He is training for a new position, a new job, so that he can make some money. So we wish him well as he suffers training for his new job in Hawaii because, you know, that's tough to do. To hang out in Hawaii for a week and learn how to work a new position. So he hopefully will be with us this next weekend. I was trying to delay this one enough to try and get him on, but... It didn't work out. So on we go. We'll make the best of what we got. Um, I did throw up on Instagram to have a few suggestions out there. Um, and in true true fashion of, you know, their, our social media, I got an overwhelming response of three different things. So we'll cover all three of those things. Uh, well, we'll cover the two things, and then we will have a guest uh, that we'll call in that will actually be pretty cool. So um, um, it's a nice, uh, nice unexpected uh, event that, that will take place. And so we will be talking to Tim. Tim, right? Tim, Tim, we're talking to. Where are we talking to? Yeah, Tim. <laughs> so Tim will be on the podcast. Um, and if anyone's wondering why Tim is on the podcast, one, because Tim wanted to be on the podcast, and number two, because I think there's a cool story there that we can all learn from and we can take away and use in our personal everyday lives to make ourselves better for the world. And if it's something this world needs, it's for us to be better. And to quit fucking bitching about every little thing that comes our way. Shit ain't that bad. My guess is, is however bad we think our life is, it's really not that bad in comparison. So quit complaining, quit finding shit to be upset about, and we'll move on with our lives. You know, smile at somebody, say what's up, little head nod, something. Make somebody's day a little bit better. You know what kind of day somebody's having? It could be all they need. Someone's being nice to them. So, anyway. I had a direction I was going to go. I lost my train of thought. (laughs) Uh, So, anyway, we'll have him on. I'll I'll be calling him here in a little while. And then we'll go over that. And then we will revisit... 
want to go back over a couple of things that we've talked about the last couple of weeks and you know just kind of maybe dive into them a, a little bit more if possible uh first let's start with i guess i should introduce myself again welcome to lifting up the podcast my name is craig bird as is here on the screen Beep. right there that's me you can get a hold of me if you want to get a hold of me on any of the social media platforms you may do so by going to at lifting underscore ugly on instagram you can search lift or lifting ugly on facebook or any other social media platform and you'll be able to get a hold of me there we should pop up just about anywhere you're hoping to find us or want to find us um, our live stream if you are unaware is available on facebook as it goes out through twitch and through youtube and then uh I download and then upload back to all the audio streaming services. Still trying to figure out Apple. So if you use Apple, use something else because Apple's a pain in the ass and they kind of suck. I'm coming to you live and in person from Monument Fitness Gym in Grand Junction, Colorado. You can visit Monument Fitness on the old Instagram at monument.fitness uh, check us out there if you're ever in the grand junction area and want to stop in and get a lift let me know uh do what i can to get you in and maybe we can uh you can check us out see what what the gym here is all uh, about and so speaking of our gym monument fitness i actually did last week i went and looked at a new location uh to check out that popped up a couple people told me about nice little sweet warehouse spot just empty facility and just four walls high ceiling concrete floor um, pretty much perfect everything you'd want for for the salad gym we're looking for problem is it's a little too empty and there would be some extra costs associated with it on top of paying for it which would be there is no cooling system and for those of you who are listening that may not be too familiar with the Colorado area. Yes, Denver is the mile high city and it is a mile in the air. Um, the two parts of that, it still gets fucking hot there. And number two, we are not in Denver. I am on the other side of the state and we are closer to sea level where it gets hotter. So needless to say, we do need some sort of cooling, uh, especially in a gym. Otherwise, when it gets up in those hundreds or even in the 90s shit, in a tin building like that, nobody want to be around there working out for too long, dealing with that nonsense. So cooling system would need to be taken care of, which isn't a, I mean, it, I shouldn't say it's not a huge deal. It's fucking expensive to take care of. But on top of that, there's also need to be bathrooms that would be put in. And that, my friends, is where the biggest problem would lie, the drainage. And the build out of that would be a little tough to kind of get by. So unfortunately, it doesn't look like that's going to work. The cooling, sir, the cooling system um, is just a little too much. The guy's getting rid of it that's there now is getting rid of his uh, big old shop cooler that he's got. And, you know, I was thinking about just letting everyone suffer in the heat, getting a couple porta potties, 
and calling it good. That was kicked around for a day or two. Um, I just, I don't think that, that it'll pan out. So as we're looking, Monument Fitness will stay in Monument Fitness. Monument Fitness will stay in the building it's in. We may do some readjustments, but we will be here for the time being. If we do ever move, this, this name over here in the corner will change. It will no longer be Monument Fitness because it will be something much better that I like more so than Monument Fitness. Love the gym. Love the people here. Hate the name of it. Always hate the name of it. All right. And as we move on, are you in need of support? Support during your lifts. Do you feel like you're being let down? That you just don't have what it what you need to be successful? Then, my friends, you need to go visit generalleathercraft.com. At generalleathercraft.com, you can find all the lifting support gear that your little heart desires. Well, soon to be. The best lifting belts on the planet are available from Pioneer Lifting at generalleathercraft.com. Custom made, custom colors, custom designs, lettering, pictures, all that shit. It's all up to you, however in-depth you want it to be. I haven't seen much that they can't take care of. So make sure you go on there, mess around with some ideas. You can check out the stock belts that they have, the Pioneer Cuts. They've got lifting straps, knee wraps. Elbow sleeves are in testing phase, I believe. So we're looking forward to those to be coming out. So all that, all, all that supportive gear that you need, wrist wraps, etc. If you're a golfer out there in, in the world, then you can also uh, get some golf club head covers. You know, they got some cool shit. So go check out generalleathercraft.com and make sure you at least pick up a nice supportive belt for all those big lifts that you're going to be attempting here soon. Anything else, any of your other lifting needs, make sure you check out our friends at Max Barbell, maxbarbell.com. Uh, is where we get our singlets that we are printing our Lifting Ugly logos on. It is where hopefully eventually I'll be able to get the socks, our deadlift socks, that we'll be able to put the Lifting Ugly logo on as well. Other than that, I have bought my two pairs of Sabo shoes from there. I have Sabo lifts for squats that I'll use sometimes. And then I have my high top deadlift shoes, uh, both of which I absolutely love and would suggest that if anyone is interested in such supportive lifting shoes as those, to make sure to go to uh, maxbarbell.com and check those out. Speaking of my friends, speaking of deadlift socks, anyone who follows the Instagram page may have seen... And I just put it as a story. I don't think I did it as a post necessarily. Um, but you may have seen it. Uh, new shirt that I was kind of kicking around. And it is officially up on the website. I do like this one actually quite a bit. So anyone who didn't see it, or if you, if you did see it and you're not sure what it's about, let me let me give you the rundown here. 
So it is based off of the Boston Red Sox baseball team theme. I did have some Boston Red Sox fans that wanted me to do something that was Red Sox related. So I figured, um, did some brainstorming and came up with this here splendid idea. So let me bring this up and share it with all of you here. And here we go. Um, let's see if we can zoom in a little bit. Is that a little bit better? Uh, maybe there. All right, so as you can see, instead of Boston Red Sox, we do have the Lifting Ugly Dead Sox. We do have the nice Lifting Ugly Face that is also attached to the Sox. So they are not red. They, well, they are Red Sox. I mean, as you can see, the color of the Sox is red, but they are not the Red Sox. They are the Dead Sox for all your deadlifting needs from Lifting Ugly. So make sure you go to... To... Let's see how quick I can move through this. Bam, bam, bam. Go to liftingugly.com so that you can get your hands on one of our many designs that we have there and also the new Lifting Ugly Dead Socks shirt that is now available at the Lifting Ugly website, liftingugly.com. Others, other things that we have. Hold on. I have to answer a text. The wife texts me, so I have to answer her real quick so that I don't get in trouble. Uh, so Amy wants to know. She's asking me if I have the leaf blower. And I do have the leaf blower because I was blowing off the mats outside of the gym. And I know this is super intriguing. and like you guys just really wanted to hear it. And it's really motivating. So I just wanted to give you the play-by-play -play of, of how that's going. Um, so also available at theliftingugly.com on the website are all the other shirts, shorts, hats that you can, um, you know, lifting that you can find on the website, shirts. Um, we have banners such as the one back here behind me. And we have, you can get online coaching from either myself or from Alki. That is available on there as well. There is, you can do one-time donations. So if you are a fan of the podcast or anything that we are doing on Lifting Ugly, you can do single-time donations on the website as well. Um, the other way that you can do that, so make sure you check out liftingugly.com. Go do it. Is I, you know, I'm kind of partial, so I'm gonna say it's a pretty cool website. But then again, I handle most of the the shirts and everything on there, so of course I think it's a good website. Oh, you can also get this nice Dungeons and Deadlift shirt again that I am wearing. Um, as you may notice, I wear the same shirts a lot. That's because I I may have a lot of shirts, but I have about six shirts at best that I wear in rotation. Um, so they land on podcast days pretty steadily. So I do have other shirts. I just, I like to represent as much as I possibly can. So also for you, you the fans are tens and tens of fans that are out there in the world. You can go to patreon.com backslash lifting ugly and what you will find there are different tiers 
of support that you can join. Um, there, there's basic ones that are really cheap every month up to some that are a little bit more expensive that uh, may get you some, some attaboys, uh, if nothing else, by, <laughs> by subscribing to those. Uh, but any support is always greatly appreciated. Like I said, we're not self-made. Uh, we both work many jobs, many businesses uh, to keep things afloat as well as do this because uh, we have fun doing it and we hope everyone else enjoys it as well, which is why we do it. We love giving back to athletes at the meets. Uh, all that stuff is just we really enjoy, real, love being a part of, love being a part of the community. Uh, so it gives us that opportunity. And that's the main reason why we do it. It is definitely not to make money because if that was the case, we would be failing miserably. All right. So we have, now we did have an upcoming event in August uh, that would be the Clash of the 80s. It is still, the event, as far as I know, is still going off. I unfortunately have to inform anyone. Um, we will not be able to follow through with actually being a sponsor of that event. This, things are too crazy. Too much travel, too much travel expense. Um, and I just can't, can't justify that at this point. Um, after the last meet and the last couple of sponsorships, it's, it's tough to do. It's tough to, tough to bring that. So as much as we'd love to be a part of that, I just don't think we're going to be able to, I'll be traveling the weekend before to Denver, uh, for the shit, whatever it's called. The one that's at eat on fitness in Denver, powerlifting event, uh, that Shelby will be doing. I'll be there. Um, but I won't be able to travel back the very next weekend. It's just too much, too much, folks. I just can't do it all. I'm going to drive myself mad trying to get this shit all taken care of. I try. I try. Believe me, I try. All right. And if you would like to go bother Alkai, you can do so on his two Instagram pages. One of them is at Pico Powerlifting. That's at P-I-K-O underscore powerlifting. The other one is at bellies underscore out underscore benching. You can send him all kinds of messages or whatever you want to do. See what he's up to. Um, whatever floats your boat. Just uh, go have at him. He'll appreciate it. Tell him how fine everything was without him. We don't need him around here. He can go do his hoity-toity new job and hang out in Hawaii and not be a part of our community anymore. Good. Gone. We don't need you here anymore. Just go home. What are you too good for your home? All that. Just some ideas anyway. Just kicking things around. All right. So, like I said, I had asked a, co asked a question on Instagram not too long ago. Um, yeah, to be honest, there's a lot of stuff going on. Like I talked about the gym, that occupies a lot of my, my brain power and a lot of my thoughts. And so some things fall by the wayside. So I did, I did ask the question. Um, and I did get one, not just one, but I got, I got a few different responses. Um, so one good question I wanted to talk about is any takeaways uh, that I have from volunteering at the special Olympics. Um, we did talk a little bit about the Special Olympics last week. We talked about it a pretty decent amount. Um, 
And if Nicole's still on, she can add her two cents uh, since she was there for a little while as well. Um, I don't know. It's as far as what I took away from it is is that <laughs> as bad as this sounds, I really wish that I had their mindset when it comes to lifting. It, um, just because the, one of the big thing, you know, there was. So all this is going to sound terrible, terrible. I'm going to say it anyway, because anyone who is of my age or close to it will know better. You you used to always, you know, people had just this superhuman strength base. Let's just call it superhuman strength. Anyone who knows, knows. But we're just going to call it superhuman strength. What appears to be superhuman strength. And it's not because they're stronger or because, you know, that they have more power than any of us can generate. It's because of where their mind is at. And that's what I want. That's what I would love to have. The takeaway I, I took, the biggest thing I took away is that I'm kind of envious when it comes to lifting, how they can just, they don't care. They don't care about the lift. They care, but they don't care. They, if they fail it, they fail it. If they're successful, great. If they're not, who cares? But they'll try regardless. They're not second guessing themselves every time they go up there. And, and I mean, these are these are people that most a lot of them can't even just they can't just walk up and set and do the movement. There's a lot of finagling of hands, feet, and hips, everything to get into position to be able to do this stuff. And they just walk up, pick up the bar, they press the bar, whatever the case is, and they just do it. There's no fear of failure. And to be able to have that, I think, would just be amazing. I mean, I just, I don't know where, like, my lifting would be if I could bring my mind to that, if I could just not have that fear of failure. Because I, there's every week, I mean, last week I was doing squats. I was warming up, and I got to a warm-up weight, and I'm like, man, that feels really heavy. I can't go any higher than that. I'm just going to do reps here. And so I cut myself short. Why? Because I had a feel of failure, fear of failure. I had a fear of not being able to do it. I've had a fear of hurting myself. And I probably wouldn't have. I probably wouldn't have failed. I probably wouldn't have hurt myself. It would have just been a little more difficult. But I probably could have got through it just fine. But my mind gets in the way. And so that's one of the biggest things I took away. Obviously, people with any physical disabilities that make it difficult for them to lift um, is a huge, you know, it's, it's inspirational to, to say the least. Um, and it, it just doesn't matter. And Nicole says, Nicole says they have no limit. They have no limitations. They are so positive and happy. Um, and that's the truth. They failed lifts. I mean, they were, they not to say they were all just happy all the time. There were some that failed lifts and they were upset about it. They knew what they were capable of and they weren't happy that they that they failed lifts. But they were quick to turn around and hug one of their teammates, hug one of the other competitors, high fives, you know, cheer them on, yell and scream for them. Uh, so regardless of how they felt about their own lift, if they were upset about it at all, uh, it didn't last long because they were moving right along to make sure they supported, you know, the next person that was up. Um, and, and you'll see that to a little, to a, a pretty good extent at a regular powerlifting meet as well. I mean, so that's, 
one of the big draws to powerlifting is you do get that kind of camaraderie, not to the level that they have. Again, their mind, the limitations that they have, they don't have the limitations. Like we think that there are limitations on their mental capacity. But in fact, we're the ones who put the limitations on our own mental capacity that keep us from, you know, caring like they care about other people, about not caring about ourselves as much as we are concerned about ourselves. They don't have those limitations that they put on themselves. And so they're able to enjoy themselves so much more than the rest of us are. And so it's really cool to be a part of because you're able to you're able to kind of just just be a part of, of their community and be a part of their life for just a little bit of time to where, you know, it doesn't matter. You know, your lift doesn't matter. Your success doesn't matter. None of that matters because everyone's there having fun. You have fun right along with them. And so it's just, it is, a, it's a cool experience. Um, so like we talked about, we were part of the powerlifting, part of the Special Olympics. Um, I have watched other parts uh, of the events that did go on that last weekend. Um, and I have to say, if you have the opportunity to volunteer at any of those events, it doesn't have to be a powerlifting. If we are into lifting, it does not have to be powerlifting uh, for you to get a lot out of um, helping and volunteering with these events. I mean, there's there's so much to it. And every, every event uh, brings you, you know, just numerous, numerous athletes that that can kind of help bring you out of a funk, really. I mean, because, I mean, they just, they they have it all. Like, I look at like, I look and I'm like, I'm kind of jealous. Like, I wish I didn't have to care about a lot of things that, that I find myself putting, that I put way too much energy into. And I wish I could just care more about the people around me and the things that I do and having fun with it and having fun with everything. I wish that, you know, I wish I had that. That's, I'm, you know, I am actually super jealous that, that they're able to kind of, that they, that they already function that way. I mean, it'd be, I think that'd be sweet. I mean, that limits you in other things, but shit, who cares? Be happy all the time, not have to worry. I don't know. There's a lot of things I'd trade for that. That's for fucking sure. No. <laughs> um, another part that kind of goes along. I mean, it all kind of goes together. It's all lifting related. Um, we've talked about it in a few different podcast episodes, and that's kind of the the post meet blues. Uh, it's it's inevitable. I mean, it's you have your highest of highs that you go through. You you spend x amount of weeks, x amount of months that you're with someone, that you're following somebody's program, that you're, um, you have a goal, you have a target. And regardless of, of how spent you are, by the end of it, you get to that meet, you get your numbers. Even if you don't get your numbers, the adrenaline spikes, the, you know, the spikes, the crashes, the, all that kind of stuff takes its toll out on you. And then after the fact, you, you're stuck you're sitting there waiting okay well now what now what now what what's next what's next you know you want to take your break you want to have your cool down period because you really your body needs it your mind needs it to a certain extent but then you're left wondering okay what do i do now 
what I do now. So as I've discussed before, and I've discussed with my clients, is finding the next goal. Um, you take the time that you need to take. You get your mind right, get your body right. Um, and then as, as many of us know, if you don't get back on and you don't start doing uh, what it is that you're, you know, that you love doing, you don't find the next goal. You don't start training that it can drag on for a long time. So, um, just, just find, find your focus, refine your focus. Um, and, and don't, don't, uh, what would you say? Uh, surrender, don't surrender to the, the funk that, that you will find your inevitably find yourself falling into. Um, I was discussing with about this this whole thing, and I was saying it happened to me too, which is funny because I didn't even compete a couple weekends ago. I didn't compete at the Special Olympics. I was there at the Special Olympics, and I was helping out, and I was doing a little bit of the officiating. I was at the meet in South Dakota, helping the girls with their lifting and making sure that they were ready to go and running our booth. But as I thought about it, because I'm like, why the hell do am I having like post-meet blues? I didn't even I didn't lift. I didn't do shit. But I still had those same highs. I had lots of highs. Um, and then when, the, when that comes crashing down, I, you know, I have to deal with that as much as anyone else. So and I, I've dealt with a lot of the same things without the physical uh the, the central nervous system damage that all the competitors inevitably had to deal with. Uh, but mentally, I, you know, mentally it did kind of, it did wear on me. And I've just kind of noticed that this last weekend is everything's really kind of settled in. Um, I'm getting ready for the next stuff in August, but a lot of stuff's kind of come to a head. And I was like, Oh shit. Now, now what, what about this? What about this? And, then everything suffers because of it and so it, it's it's tough it, competitors go through it you know me as as a coach helping clients found myself going through it which kind of threw me off <laughs> and caught me off guard just a little bit um but i think we can all uh use each other and kind of get through this stuff um Yeah, it's, you know, you're, yeah, you're, you're not, and is it Nicole put, you know, stuff about the depression and you're not like mentally depressed in a way that I think it's more, it, it's, yeah, it's not a depression. I would say it's more of a, it's a mental fatigue. Um, and so just the, the constant um, activity, the constant brain activity, the kind of constant mental uh, that it takes to get through the program, to go to, to compete. And then there's the letdown at the end. There's the crash of it all, but then you don't have any of that that you have to worry about. And I just think your, your brain is super, super fatigued from all those, just the, the, the chemical, you know, your, your chemical makeup is changing. Your, uh, you know, your hormone levels are up and down and up and down. 
all that stuff is all affected. And then all of a sudden you get to this point where you can chill out, which we need to do. But in the process, your brain's fried and you realize your brain's fried. And then it's hard to, you know, you need that kind of that, that spark to kind of help get it fired up again. It's a pain in the ass. That's what we do it for. We love the discomfort. We love the pain. We love the suffering. And that's what we're all about here. That's why That's why we all come here. That's why we all stay here. That's why we all come back again and again and again. Uh, let's see here. All right. So I am going to give Tim Swanson a call here. Let's see. I get my phone to charge as well so that it doesn't die. I have everything's on life support. My brain is on life support. I feel like it's about to cut out anytime soon. My computer is running on straight battery, so I'm hoping it'll last. And my phone is is kind of running on the back. So I need to check and make sure it's plugged in the way it's supposed to be. Riveting edge of your seat programming, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, son of a bitch. Yeah. Fucking cunt. Fucking charge. Dirty cocksucker. All right. Here we go. Now we got that taken care of. Let's dial up Tim here. It's ringing. Hello? Is this Tim? Yeah, this is Tim. Hey, Tim. This is Craig. How's it going? Doing well. How are you doing? Doing good. So I have you on speaker, and so you're coming through the microphone, I believe. Everyone can – everyone. The the few people that, that listen live can hear you, I believe. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. So where where are you calling us from? Uh, Parker, Colorado. Okay. So you're you're over just on the eastern slope? Uh, Parker is in the on the well, south, south end of Denver. Yeah, south, yeah, okay. Yeah. Southeastern, way eastern of here. Yes, all... sir. <laughs> yes. All right. So, um, tell us, give us a brief rundown of who Tim Swanson is. So, uh, I'm a now Masters Powerlifter. I'm 46. I'll be 47 in a month. Um, I've been competing um, since about 2013. Um, I took about a five-year hiatus and just kind of got back into it um, here in the last eight or ten months. I was trained for hypertrophy for the most part, and then, uh, you know, just kind of got bit by the barbell bug again and, mm-hmm. and jumped back into it. And then about a month and a half ago, I was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis. Um, I, uh, I noticed the symptoms about three months ago, um, but as a typical idiot man i uh, ignored them until i couldn't ignore them anymore right so i mean three months of ignoring actually for a guy is is that's not that's not too much i mean usually usually we go you know could be years that we ignore that kind of stuff well the, how it came about it was kind of alarming um i was sitting at my desk at work and my my left hand just went completely numb oh. and i lost the motor function in it 
And uh, I just kind of dealt with it. I thought I might have pinched a nerve because I've had uh, cervical spinal fusion. Um, so I, I kind of thought it was like that. And then uh, the day I went to the ER, uh, we have a leather couch, and I sat down in that first thing in the morning to eat breakfast with my shirt off. And it was cold, obviously, the first thing in the morning. And it felt like somebody was throwing molten lava on my back. Ooh. Like it, it, was, it, it was absolutely burning hot, and I had to hop up. And I, I thought, wow, you know, this isn't right. Um, so I went to the ER, and uh, they gave me kind of a preliminary diagnosis. Um, it's, it's called a it's – I have a spinal cord lesion. And uh, it's it's demyelinating, which means the myelin around the spinal cord is is degrading, and my nerves are exposed. So that's causing the nerve stuff. And what I ended up finding out is I have uh, in my torso. Uh, it, it, it's like a temperature reversal stuff that's really cold. Feels like it's burning me. Oh, jeez. Yeah, yeah. So it's 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 different. It's an interesting interesting sensation. The pool's not the same anymore. Right. <laughs> well, yeah, you're going to be hopping into a cold pool and just so that you can feel some warmth. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, you know, and that's that's kind of that's kind of where I'm at now. You know, I, I got the diagnosis from a neurologist. Uh, like I said, maybe three weeks, a month ago, and so uh, you know, we're just we're just managing it as we can and uh, moving forward. So I guess you, you did a pretty good job explaining what multiple sclerosis is. So it, it is, it causes more nerve issues than it does anything else. Is that correct? Yeah. From my understanding of it, we've done a little research, you know, and, and obviously, you know, I'm, I'm kind of in the early stages of it. And if it, if it advances, you know, it, it could cause some optical issues. It could cause, cause nerve issues and, uh, um, loss of function in other extremities, you know, as, uh, if it if it progresses to a more severe stage. But yeah, that's kind of that's kind of what my understanding of it is and how it's been explained to me. So, is there? Um, I I had a client about a year ago. Um, she was thirty years old. That was had been diagnosed with MS a couple years before, and a lot a lot of what we worked on was. Uh, dietary so did they give you have they run over any dietary issues with you or needs uh so so i i've spoken with some people about that and um there and according to the ms society there's no specific dietary guidance but you want to eat in a healthy way right and i, right. I already kind of do that you know i track my macros you know i, I stay in a caloric maintenance area so you know I, i'm kind of on top of it um there i've, I've heard recommendations that like the paleo diet Right. Uh, or a Mediterranean diet to be beneficial, um, but I haven't explored those options yet because I still, you know, I feel pretty good. But you know, things start to deteriorate, and that's that's an option to keep it at bay. I'll I'll probably explore that more more thoroughly. And so, M MS is one of those things that they don't there. There's no cure for it, right? Yeah, no. So I've I've seen a neurologist and a neurosurgeon both. Um, and yeah, there's there's no surgical intervention for it, and at this time there's no cure. Um, probably in the last fifteen years, twenty years, um, the treatment has come a long way. Mm -hmm. um, so it's not as debilitating, or you can you can kind of monitor the progression and take different different interventions to kind of kind of slow the progression or or keep it where it's at. But yeah, it's it's not it's not the kind of kind of debilitating sense it used to be right so you know that you know stuff like that's encouraging because you know medicine is fancy every day and so in the, and i'm sure the because it usually is the case so keeping 
obviously healthy diet, I mean, that helps you with everything. So it's going to help keep, you know, de you know, degenerating diseases kind of at bay, most likely. Um, but as far as exercise, do they tell you to keep doing what you're doing? Um, yeah, yeah. So that every every single person I've talked to, because I'm, I'm a fairly big guy, I'm, I'm around 265, okay. um, but I'm in reasonably good shape. Um, and every person I've talked to at every stage has said, you know, keep doing what you're doing. Do not stop going to the gym. Do not stop training as hard as you can, whatever your limitations might be, whatever day it is. But do not stop because I think, you know, the communication that I've gotten is, is kind of people get down about it. And either they weren't active in the first place right. or they stop being active. And then you kind of get into the, you, you know, it starts getting at your muscles and you start becoming weaker and, and more debilitated as time goes on if you don't, if you don't remain active. So I have not gotten any guidance from anyone along the way that has said stop, slow down. Uh, it's just been modified as you have to and keep going. So if you run it, if you run into a lift that that you feel is kind of flaring or aggravating the process, then obviously you'll do what you have to do to 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 change that. Yeah, and, and, and like so, in my left hand, you know, there's a little motor function stuff, um, and loss of dexterity and numbness. But I found ways to work around that, and, and oddly enough, a lot of a lot of stuff that you would think I wouldn't be able to do, I can do because. I remember how, not because okay. I can feel it, but because my muscles remember how. So, like my hand might be numb, but you know, some days I can I can bench fine. Uh, deadlift has been the hardest to navigate, right. um, obviously because you know grip is big. So I've been, you know, some days I can pull with a mixed grip, some days I need straps. So you know, just depending on the day, you know, even curls. Like some days, some days I need straps for the dumbbells, some days I don't. So it's just you know how I feel that day, and I modify modify the way I attack it, and uh, you know just just keep pushing through with with whatever I can do on whatever day. Hell yeah! I mean, and and that's what obviously MS is a lot more severe than uh, you know well not severe, more serious than your average everyday injury. But uh, you know as you've been in this long enough, I mean that's something that we always have to do regardless of our situation is always modified based on what our body is telling us is make those, make yeah. those modifications. Yeah, exactly. You know, you know, based on, you know, I, I'm, like I said, I'll be 47 in a month. I started going to the gym when I was 15. And obviously I've been, I've been injured. I've been hurt <laughs> and it's, it's, you know, but that has created the mindset that, that you, you train around when you can. I mean, if you're injured, injured, obviously you got to right. take a break. But, you know, something hurts someday, all right, I'll just modify it and keep going. And so because I've, I've cultivated that mindset in my time in the gym, it's, it's, really, it's really no big deal, right? You know, it's just it's par for the course in, in the game that we play. Yeah, so, yeah, you, you're used to it enough to where it's like, okay, well, today's not the day that my hand's working correctly, so here's, here's what I have to do to make it work. You know, next day is perfectly fine, next day is fine, and just – you deal with those things. I mean, like I said, more severe, but shoulder injury, shoulder's not doing well today. What can I do to get my workload in still without aggravating what, you know, what my issue already is? Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's exactly it. And, you know, it's funny because, because as I, I, as I talk to people about it, I, Oh my God, you, you, you can't do anything. I'm so sorry. No, that's not, that's not it. You know, and, and I'm not going to, I'm not going to give in to that. Like, Oh God, I got a mess. I just, 
I give up, you know, I, I probably to my detriment in some cases, you know, I just, I don't know when or how to quit. Right. So it's just like, well, you know, like I, I could say I have MS and I have the diagnosis, but you know, like you said, I'm just going to do things different in the gym when I have to, but I'm not going to stop going. Right. You don't, you don't need to let, I mean, you don't need to let it define who you are. Precisely. Yeah. Precisely. Yeah. You know, I have it, but it's not who I am. Yeah, right. Exactly. And, you know, and, and I've got, you know, a, a good group of guys at the gym. You know, I've got a good training buddy and we don't, we don't even talk about it. You know, it's not an excuse. Right. You know, it's, it's not a reason to, to mope at the gym or something, you know, <laughs> and, and, you know, everybody keeps pushing and, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to compete in August and, you know, I'm going to compete until I, until I can't anymore if it gets to that. And, you know, I'm just not going to take no for an answer until I have to. So which, which meet are you doing in August? Are you doing the eat at one at eat on? Uh, no, I'm doing the Spartan classic, uh, through the, with the USPA. In, oh, okay. Uh, in the Springs. Yeah. I, I'll be out of town for that one, that WRPF meet. So I had to jump in that USPA meet the week earlier. Oh, okay. So yeah, yours is the week before. Yeah. Yep. It's on the seventh. And I'm looking, I know I've heard there's going to be a WRPF meet, uh, the week before Thanksgiving, um, in Greeley, um, or I'll look at the snowball open if that doesn't materialize. So, you know, I'm, I'm making plans to compete down the road, you know, it's, right. you know, we, we sign we sign up for this deal and we kind of want to age out of it instead of get injured out of it. But, you know, yeah. not, that's not, that's not the way it always works. But yeah. But if you can, if you can, if you can do what you want to do and you can, when it's time to bow out, you bow out on your terms because you're ready and not because something is forcing you to. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, you know, isn't that the goal for all of us, you know, we, Absolutely. we want to do it. <laughs> we want to do it until we make the choice to quit, not circumstances dictate that it's time to step away. Exactly. So what do you, what numbers are you, are you hoping for coming up here in August? You know, I, uh, I'm not the strongest dude. That's, that's kind of one of the things that this is like, this is, this has had some effect on. So, you know, my strength isn't what it, what it once was, um, but I'm, I'm, I'm hoping for maybe, maybe 455, 340, 550-ish, somewhere in there. Uh, those are those are kind of the numbers I'm hoping for. And, and like I said, this is the first time I've competed in years. Right. So, you know, I'm just kind of using this meet to set the base um, and, and try to improve upon that as I go. I, uh, I'm, just, I'm just jumping into conjugate after doing block periodization forever. <laughs> so, you know, I'm, I'm going to see where see where that takes me, uh, try, you know, a little bit different modality and, and, uh, maybe address some weaknesses and, you know, see, see what happens with that. But, you know, I, I know Kanji, it's a dirty word sometimes, but I'm going to try it. You know, I, is from what I've, you know, my, my little bit of time running in this, but yeah, I was in the bodybuilding industry before and in that arena and they didn't really name anything. It was just your workout. This is your workout because right, yeah. everything's hypertrophy. So, yeah, that's that's the goal. And then I started modifying my and I started because I like I've always liked being able to lift as heavy as I can. So I wasn't yeah. I wasn't the guy who would settle. Oh, how many reps can I do? You know, OK, well, I have a 315 squat for 15 reps and then that's what I settled for. I'm like, well, but how much can I do? I want to know how right, much yeah. can I do. 
so you know i was doing the you know the your your more of a you know, powerlifting type main movement and hypertrophy secondary movements uh before i even knew that i was doing it just because <laughs> i thought i was like i just i think this will be fun this will work for me um and then as i've gotten more into the powerlifting arena and kind of how the you know there's the conjugate there's uh the periodization there's you know uh what's his name's fifth set and you know all these different names of, of workouts yeah. i'm like you know you try you use you use what works for you at the time it works for you and it doesn't like who cares what everyone else is is doing or if they did that along oh yeah i did that one along too okay well good for you yeah and now <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. and you know it's funny because I've, I've i've kind of been i've kind of been seduced by the by the dave tates the matt winnings oh right um, of course recently and so so i've been consuming a lot of content um you know I, i'm a lead fts guy anyway and i think like Jim Wendler is my hero, right? My, my first introduction to strength training was five through one, which I think a lot of people can identify with. Right. Um, but you know, I started dabbling in conjugate because of Dave Tate. Now I just, I've, you know, I'm eyeball deep in it. And so, you know, I've dedicated a lot of time and resources to learning about it. So I, you know, I, you know, it's just a different modality. It's, it's fun so far so you know that's that's kind of why we go to the gym right if it right when it starts to become a grind you gotta change it up take a deload maybe maybe re-examine where you're at but yes. you know kind of keep it fresh so switch your methodology a little bit i mean that's and that's why you know you can use those programs those programs are great because you know you can get into them for minimal cost because it's the same program for everyone you know yeah. and it just gives you that idea so the cost is not that great and you get to learn something out of it but you know if you have a if you have a good coach they'll they'll manipulate your program as you go through it you know what i mean so i don't yeah, I, exactly and, and are you working with a coach as well uh not at this time so what i actually did was i sat down and watched two two dave tate table talks back to back both of them are like two and a half hours so i, <laughs> I spent five hours one day with my with my notebook and my pen and i watched all of it it was it was just dave um talking about programming conjugate talking about the the main lift and the me and the de and, and the supplemental lifts and the accessories and I, I bet i bet i took more notes on that podcast than i did all through high school right you know because like, you know, right so, well yeah because you like so, that you don't nobody nobody liked high school you're exactly right. <laughs> and so I, I bought a couple books and like I, I dedicated probably a solid 10 hours to putting together my own, my own plan. Nice. And so I've been, I've been running that, but you know, I, my, uh, my gym partner, um, he's got a coach and I'm, you know, I'm trying to convince my wife to, to let me spend the money, but you know, we'll all that goes. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> it, it's hard and, you know honestly i i don't know if i'm at the level where i need a coach but you know like it you can't it can't hurt to refine your technical proficiency it can't hurt to have a have a professional look at your at your max effort lift or, or whatever and kind of pick it apart because we can always get better and sometimes that's the difference between a, a pr and not a pr exactly if you're, if you're technically not technically 
technically proficient at that time. Yeah, but you're you're in a you're in a position that a lot of people don't. Not a lot of people. I think a lot of people find themselves in this position where you know, you know how to lift, you know the basics of programming, but you're not at a level of lifting to where like the the return i guess you know the the return on on what you spend wouldn't necessarily be as beneficial as like you said you get you get this meat under your belt maybe you get another one where you're feeling you know like you're making the good progress but you need to make you know you need to make quicker jumps something needs to happen a little bit more then that's when that's when you can look at okay well i need somebody to tell me what more i need to do what I need to change to generate more power, but you're, yeah. you're, you're kind of in that limbo stage where you can get away with, I'm just going to program my own because, you know, I can do good enough. You know, you can always do, you can always do good enough on your own. You know, enough, obviously. Yeah. And the, you know, the question is, like you said, return on investment, like, you know, you probably got some listeners saying this dude's hiring a coach for, What's he going to take his 1,300 pound total to 1,500 pounds, you know, but, you know, it's, it's not, you know, they say the comparison is the thief of joy, right? right. Like I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to submit any records. And even if I set a record, it would be gone in a year. You right. know, I, I'm in this to have fun and, and be the best version of myself that I can be. And like, like I told, you know, my wife, when we talked about this, like, you know what, like I'm going to be the strongest dude with MS. Right. That's what I'm getting. There you go. You know, because I don't know how many competitors have MS, so I'm going to be the strongest dude with MS, and I, I don't care what that looks like to anybody, because I don't have anything to prove, you know? Right. I just I just want to be the best power lifter I can be, whether that's a 1,500-pound total, whether that's a 400-pound bench, you know, whatever it looks like, I'm just going to do whatever I can, you know, as long as I can. Right. So, yeah, just to take the things that you've learned do the best you can with those. And when you feel like you're stuck, that's when, that's when you get that out. That's when you get your outside help. Yeah. And you know, a lot of this too, because you know, I'm, I'm dabbling in, in coaching myself and, and I want to become as refined as I can be. So I can pass these things on to other people. You know, I've got, right. I've got a son that's getting in the gym, you know, I've got, I've got friends that are curious, you know, so you know, I want to be as good as I can be so I can pass those things on to other people and hope that, you know, in hopes that they can achieve whatever they can achieve. So, you know, it's, it's not, it's not just an endeavor for myself. It's right. an endeavor to, you know, like Dave Tate says, you learn, learn pass on. And that's, you know. Right. It's, it's knowledge. It's knowledge that, that can be generational. If you, yeah, you know, if you do the, it right. And, and as you know, like the powerlifting community is, is you know, it's, it's a very supportive community. It's very inclusive. And so, you know, I, I'm interested to spread the word about the hobby itself and, and trying to involve as many people as I can. You know, we, we work with the Special Olympics athletes, which is the most rewarding thing of all time. Absolutely. And, you know, you, you, work, you work with younger kids, you work with some high school kids. So, you know, you want to instill this it's still this um, this drive in, in younger kids and you know like you said make it generational not just situational All right so so what you need to tell you need to tell your gym curious friends like you know what you you won't know if you like it until you try it 
how do you know how do you know you're not a meathead if you don't try meathead stuff at least once exactly you know i i encourage everyone to like compete at least once like you know like achieve you know just try it you may not like it it may not be for you but once you like once you get on the platform and you everybody's cheering for you like it's intoxicating because everybody's for you they're not they're not pitting you against another competitor they they want you to do your best and that's that's very unique in, in the in the sports or or uh, training world because people are competing against each other typically, and obviously at the higher levels of powerlifting, that's the thing. But you right. know, local state based powerlifting is just not like that. It's it's fun. No, and I mean, most of the time you don't even know who your competition is. No, you and, don't, uh, you on an amateur on the local amateur level, I mean, you don't know who's what weight, you don't know what age they are, so everyone and that's and that's what really drew me in what i've loved and really in in the people that i train when they go to the meets is they get off the platform if they fail a lift every person as they walk off is like oh, all right better luck you know you'll get it next time just you know you're right there or, you know whatever the case is or hugs and high fives and whatever for successful lifts and it could be the person they're directly competing with and they don't care exactly yeah yeah that's that's what i love about about it know because you know nobody's there to to put you down for whatever you've done you know it's just it's so inclusive and it's typically for the most part very positive and right. the experiences that i've had in in the in the sport have all have all been positive i've never really had a negative interaction honestly and i can't i can't see that for every level of every sport i've competed at Oh no, for sure. <laughs> I mean, there's the the majority the majority of competitions that, I mean, competitive nature is. I mean, it is what it is, and it, it seems like the only the only negative that you ever get that I've seen from powerlifting meets is very brief moments of shit. I could have done so much better on that. Yeah, and and, and it's you putting that pressure on right. yourself. It's not not somebody else. Know, shit on your effort right absolutely and, yeah and, and, and the and the thing that draws me to it so much is you know I, I played a lot of football growing up and i was an offensive lineman and so it was my goal to beat the guy across from me every play every game so i had to be better than someone right all the time and you know at, at some point that's just it's exhausting and you know now the only person i know i have to be better than is myself and that can be exhausting, but it's a lot more rewarding in right. the long term for me. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Growing in when you're in a on a competitive team sport, it is not only do you have that person that's directly across from you, whether it's basketball, football, hockey, whatever the case is, you have your you have your guy that's across from you that you have to beat the majority of the time. But you also have the guy behind you on your own team that you have to yeah. compete with so that you keep your spot. You know whether or not you guys are teammates and you're cool off the field there is always that competition and there is you know, there's a slight bit of animosity when that if you get beat out by somebody you want it back it's not oh, yeah it's not hey good job man oh you did so awesome it's all right motherfucker i'm coming yeah, yeah <laughs> exactly. and, you know, and, you know and like you said it's, it's like that because you know i i I played guard, you know, when I'd get beat, if I gave up a sack or a or tackle for loss, 
know, somebody's spiking a football off my helmet and tell me, God damn it, man, pull it together. Right, right. You know, so, <laughs> you know, like, like you said, it's the guy across from you, the guy behind you, exactly. That's precisely, that's precisely the case. Yeah, so it's, and that's, and I mean, I'm, I'm 42, so I'm not, I'm not too far behind you um, as far as age goes. And so I, I'm with you. It's like, the, especially the older I've got, I don't have the energy for that kind of competition anymore. It's, it's exhausting. So I, I like the, I like the inclusive and the, the supportive nature of the powerlifting world. And as I've, as we've sponsored, you know, some strongman stuff, the strongman world is, is very similar as far as the, the camaraderie goes. Man, those guys are different guys and gals. They're a different breed, man. I, well, I, I yeah, watch some, that's... I watch some stuff on Instagram and goodness gracious. I, that that's like that is beyond me. Like I, I don't have the physical capability to do things. No, those cats. <laughs> it's so impressive. So impressive. Yeah, we've got a we've got a handful of guys here um, at my gym here in Grand Junction um, that are big in in the strongman world, and it's it's really fun to watch and it's fun to kind of be a part of. But yeah, I, I mean, this they are definitely a whole other breed. You know, I I've always I look at like the uh, quote unquote strength sports. You know, you look at your your pageantry of bodybuilding, where is it a sport? I tend to say no. Some people will argue with me on that. Power, sure. you know, power powerlifting is more of a sport. Um, and strongman, there is no argument. Like that is athleticism at its best. Yeah, because like those competitors, like they have to be peak strength and peak cardio right. and peak coordination. Like they have to be, they have to operate, know where they're at in space with all these implements. It's just, it's so impressive. It's, I, I think strongman's awesome. I just, I don't, I don't have the wherewithal to keep up with all that. No, it is definitely a view from afar and enjoy, enjoy the, the spectacle for sure. Yeah, for sure. For sure. <laughs> I'm with you there. I just, I, you know, and, and you know, like we're about the same age. Like you said, you know, we grew up watching that stuff on ESPN. Right. But you know, back then those guys were bending rebar on their heads and stuff. It's just, you know, it takes a it takes a special kind of person to compete and stuff to in, in those in that arena that just is so so exhausting and so taxing. And and just and who comes up with these events is what I want to know. Some <laughs> say this somewhere. <laughs> You know, and, and what do we do? We go, we go squat three times. Yeah. Eat sour patch kids for an hour. <laughs> three times. Eat sour patch kids for an hour. Deadlift three times and come home and have have eight flips, lights, and go to bed. That's you know, that's that's where I'm at. Right. It. Exactly. But everyone wakes up and feeling like shit the next day, regardless. So. Well, you know, I don't even have to compete to wake up and feel like shit. Well, that's you, you know, you'll, you'll, you'll see it about you'll see it about six years. It's the the hop from the bed to the floor gets a little bit longer every year. Yeah, there's there's I'm definitely far from hopping anywhere at this point in my life. God, you're not lying. Holy shit! But you know, like it's 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 funny. Like we say that, but you know we sit on the edge of our bed, we get in our nice stand, we throw the Aleve down, we hobble to the kitchen, suck down the pre-workout, and spend 10 minutes doing mobility, and we just do it all over again. Oh, I know, you yeah. Know? 
every every day or four days a week or whatever it is because you know it ends up being a labor of love you know like i know this makes me hurt but i just don't care well and and because i've been on the i've been on the the other side of it you know i've i've been super inactive and super overweight and just i know what that feels like and i know that that's worse because there's a there's a whole other mental level that comes with that on top of the physical ailments, you have the mental ailments that come with that. I'm not about it. I'm done with that. So it's like one way or another, you know, I'll deal with the physical pain that that's easy. Yeah. Well, and, you know, I, in the last couple of years, you know, I've, I've dropped about 70 pounds, you know, and I, I went from the same, that's kind of why I got out of powerlifting because I just got fat and lazy. And like, it, it is like, you know, you feel bad about yourself but you don't do anything because you feel bad about yourself because you feel right. so bad about yourself. You <laughs> box of lemon heads and drink six Cokes and there you are on the couch watching American Dad for the rest of the day. Yep. Feeling feeling like shit. Yeah. No, yeah, feel like shit because you feel like shit. <laughs> yep. And you wake up but, and start you know, all over. Yeah, but you know, like, once you make that commitment, you know, I'll, I'll take it every day. I'll take I'll take a little bit of back tightness every day over over that misery. Absolutely. Yeah, 100% of the time. It's, you know, you once you experience that and once you know better, there's, there's no going back. And so, I mean, and, and you know, like, a, you know, like, like guys that fish, you know, say good day fishing is better than a bad, or a bad day fishing is better than a good day working. You know, for guys like us, it's the same thing in the gym, you know, like a, Bad, a bad session is better than the best day not doing anything. Right. You know? Yep. Still better than the best day on the couch watching TV. Unless it's football season. Well, uh, I might have to take, you know. <laughs> that, that, that's just your off day of training, though. <laughs> yeah, well, or you, can get, you know, I'm a, I'm a college football guy, so you get to the gym. There you uh, go. Before, uh, before uh, game day starts, and then. You know, you're done and you're on the couch and you call that recovery. Right? There you go. Yeah, that's right. You, you know, you're uh, you're refeeding all day on the on the tortilla rolls the, and the little smokies. <laughs> and... You gotta, that's right. I mean, you, you have to give your body the fuel it needs to to regenerate. Absolutely. Yep. And that's, <laughs> that's how I justify it. And when I'm begging my wife to make... Uh, Spinach dip, you know. I just tell her, babe, you know this. This is this helps me perform at my optimal this, levels. <laughs> this is yeah. This, this is fuel, fuel for uh, yeah. performance. And what do they say? Like you're, you know, the the meme. Like this, I, whether you like it or not, this is what peak performance looks like. That's that's me in my recliner with a a, a pile of tortilla rolls and a can of coke. You know. Hey, <laughs> Hey, you know what the cal what when it comes to that peak training calories are calories sometimes you know man so, you know, I'm, I'm not i don't i don't have a huge calorie load but you know it, it's not uncommon for me to eat between 44 and 4800 calories man that's a lot of food sometimes i just gotta go to mcdonald's and get a coke just to get it <laughs> Yeah, I'm not. I'm not getting that from jasmine rice and you know, skinless, boneless, skinless chicken breast is not. You know, that's that's a lot. Uh, you know, no, man. I uh, I'm a 
I'm a Nebraska kid, so you know we do we do a lot of beef around here. So I not I'm not on the I'm not on the chicken chicken train myself. <laughs> but but uh, yeah, a lot of a lot of beef, and I'll tell you what, 400 grams of ground beef a day gets that'll wear you out. Yeah, that's. I mean, at that point, you just get tired of chewing. So you gotta you gotta throw in some some subpar nutritional, you know, food substance every once in a while. Well, but however, I'm gonna take a little issue with that because <laughs> Hostess snowballs are actually the absolute peak of of snacks. Like there is, there's no better snack, and I'm, I will, I will. Die on that hill. Most of snowballs are, are making me the bad I am today. Well, I won't. I won't hate on. I won't hate on snowballs. I. I don't have them. I don't have them very often. But I'm definitely. I'm not not a fan of those. I will say. See, <laughs> I, I probably eat, I probably eat more than I should. But let's just keep that between you, you, me, and who's listening. That, that, yeah. that, that secret needs to stay within the circle. <laughs> Yeah, I know there's, um, it's, it's funny in this, everyone's got their thing, you know, you've got snowballs. Um, I, I'm big on pretty much any candy that is not like chocolate. So I call my pectin, oh. all my pectin based candies. I'm a huge fan of, um, but my, my guilty pleasure is circus peanuts, which most people say they absolutely hate. Um, you, you are alone. Sir, but I don't what, know anybody who likes circus But what's funny about that is anytime you go to the store to buy them, they're almost always out. And they're, really? like, they're like, man, people buy these things all the time. Now, I think they're probably 80-year-old men, but somebody else is buying them besides me. It might just be me and a bunch of old ranchers, but, you know. There, there's, there's a group of us. You guys should like, you should have like a little support group or like yeah. a Facebook group. Those to talk cir- about circus peanut support group. Yeah, yeah. The best brands because they don't all taste the same. Are there more than one brand? Yeah, there's different. There's different companies that make them. Huh. See, so you learn something new every day. I did. <laughs> you know, honestly, like I'm gonna try it. I'm a like I haven't had circus peanuts. It's funny that you say old rancher because my grandfather, you know, I grew up on a ranch and uh-huh. he had circus peanuts and lemon drops. Oh yeah, yeah. That's what that's what we <laughs> had at the ranch. Right? So I bet I haven't had circus peanuts in, in lemon drops eight years. Oh man. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna try them. I'm gonna try them. Give, give him another shot and just kind of open mind, see what you think, and you know, no harm, no foul. Yeah, you know, if I don't like him, I'll, I'll pawn him off on my grandson and, you know, let him run wild with him. And, there you go. <laughs> yeah, no harm, no foul. <laughs> yeah, and then we, uh, and then there's also the uh, Pop-Tart group of people, Pop-Tart lifters. I, I'm a Pop-Tart guy. <laughs> I'm a brown sugar cinnamon or confetti cake Pop-Tart guy. Confetti cake, huh? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, a couple bags of the confetti cake pop tart bites and a, maybe a protein shake, you know, because because yeah. I'm dogmatic about the anabolic window and I don't care whether it's wrong or not. I still do it. So that's right. well, yeah. When it's been ingrained in you, you just you almost you feel dirty not doing it. You do, you know. You, 
can, it's it's funny. Like I can I can listen to guys like like Mike Isretel or or Lane Nord say, oh, it's, it's bullshit. It doesn't make any difference." But that's not gonna stop me from coming home and making sure I get that food in within the hour after I get done training because I've only been doing it for thirty years. Right. You know, in my my research that I've done, because I you know I was huge in it. I'm like, yeah, 30, 45 minutes afterwards, you better make sure you get that protein in. And I started doing more research. I'm like, oh man, that is all BS. But it never fails. Within 30 to 45 minutes, I'm either eating something or I'm drinking a protein shake. Just in case. Just in case. Yeah. Because it, exactly. Like if, you, if it doesn't hurt, then it helps. Right. <laughs> that is true. So you might as well just just throw it down, call it a day. Exactly. And like, you know, who's not hungry after after squatting eight sets of three or whatever the case may be like everybody's hungry after doing that shit so yep. that's why half of us most of us eat in the middle of that we eat after the squats before we finish the rest of the workout <laughs> and that's where the sour patch that's kids right yeah <laughs> the gummy worm sour patch kids yeah we've this place is loaded with those things oh paradise <laughs> All right, man. Well, we're going to wrap this up. I appreciate you coming on today. Um, yeah, man. This was great. Thanks for having me. I, uh, you know, I hope I hope some people listen and, and understand that, you know, physical limitations aren't going to define them and there's no reason to not go to the gym. Right. We, we talked about the Special Olympics right before you came on. So, um, you know, there's there's really no reason. I mean, whether you have MS, whether you have – any other physical injuries, things that keep you from doing it, whether you're, you know, you have uh, something mentally that's kind of holding you back. I mean, that's all more reasons to go work out, go, li- go, go, go lift. It helps your physical. It helps your mental. Um, it keeps us from killing people basically is what it comes down to. <laughs> you know, you're not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so give those, yeah, give yeah, those, I of course yeah give those circus peanuts a try and let me know what you think no problem i'll 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 preach the word if they're any good all right we'll talk to you later thanks for coming on all right man take care all right right. that was sweet i thought that was good hopefully everyone else enjoyed that as well um you know for a for a last minute thing especially i thought that turned out good so I want to thank Tim for coming on, uh, talking to us about MS. And it's not always something that is uh, easy to talk about, especially when it's uh, in the beginning stages of everything. I know it can be really tough to to be out there. So I always appreciate people who are willing to discuss, um, you know, any of those things that, that come up in their lives that they that can be a struggle and how they're pushing through because that just helps the rest of us um, realize that we need to suck it up and quit bitching about our situations and and see that not that it could be worse it could be different um every every situation we're in i don't i mean every situation i've been in i wouldn't want to trade it for somebody else's regardless of how bad it is so everyone's got a different situation and and none of them are a reason to for us to skip out and to avoid training and like i said at the very end there uh it's just all the more reason that we should Make sure you get out there. Make sure you get your lifts in. Make sure you get yourself feeling good physically, mentally, and all that fun stuff. Uh, so once again, thank everyone for joining us. Make sure you go to generalleathercraft.com. Check out our friends. 
there and get your customized pioneer lifting belt or one of their stock belts as well and check out many of their other options they have there uh, maxbarbell.com visit them you can check out their shoes singlets uh, they have other lifting gear as well just kind of peruse around that website uh, visit us at liftingugly.com um, at lifting underscore ugly on instagram um, oh one thing i forgot let me jump on real quick Face of the week I didn't put up because I only had one submission. So that goes to Jesse, our friend Jesse at JC Powerlifting submitted this one. And not only that, he got extra bonus points for wearing a Lifting Ugly shirt. So the Lifting Ugly shirt plus the face plus the fact that he was the only one that submitted means he's the winner this week. So congratulations, Jesse. For anyone else who would like to submit, make sure you do so at our instagram again at lifting underscore ugly um subscribe patreon.com backslash lifting ugly take a look at the different tiers that you can join and make sure you visit liftingugly.com where you can check out all the gear that we have available there uh, plus online coaching that is available and one-time donations that can be made ladies and gentlemen thank you very much for joining us for episode 35 of the lifting ugly podcast we will see you next time Thank you.